This bonus episode of the Kajabi Edge podcast was recorded live on Instagram for International Podcast Day 2021. We are now live. Hello, everyone. This is our first time ever uh, doing a podcast live. So you're going to get to see it all in real time. You're going to get to see the, the show notes, the the water. I don't even know where my water is. Um, but uh, and hey, there we are. We've got Shannon live already. Shannon, uh, everything good? You can hear me well? Yeah, I think we're good. Let me try and adjust my camera so it doesn't look so wonky. But yeah, there we are. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Awesome. I can hear you well. Hear you as well. Um, man, this is this is good. First try. Like we didn't even have to go over any type of technical <laughs> issues. Like we just hit it off. So I was planning for even like a, a couple minutes of like potential difficulties just getting things going. But like we can get the ball rolling. I don't know how many people we have. Um, but what do you say we just get this get this going? Huh? The day is young, Jim. The day is young. The day is young. Well, uh, today we are here celebrating International Podcasting Day, uh, which is super cool. Uh, Shannon, I, I know you are a podcaster, um, but first of all, you are known as Sh- the Shan Man. Yes, correct. Shan Man. Yes, the Shan Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a podcaster. You're a YouTuber, and also a radio host. Um, which I guess this this is like this is your zone then, like doing things live. Yeah, like I'm highly comfortable doing anything live. Uh, there's no room for mistakes. And if a mistake happens, then you have to get in the mindset of letting it roll off your back. Water rolling off a duck's back. That's how it is. <laughs> so you just kind of go with the flow. I love it. I'm taking this in. Well, uh, for everyone who doesn't know me, I am Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience here at Kajabi, um, host of the Kajabi Edge podcast, normally found on all of the traditional podcast channels. Uh, actually, we uh, host our podcast directly within the Kajabi platform. So uh, today for International Podcast Day, we brought on Shannon who is kind of an obvious uh, obvious candidate to talk about podcasting. He uses the platform, radio experience. Uh, so we're just going to kind of jump on in. And again, we're doing this live in front of you. Eventually, we're going to make this available for everyone to listen to uh, early next week as well. Um, but for everyone who's tuning in now, you guys are seeing this in real time, uh, uncut, unedited. So, um, well, Shannon, I'd love to kind of just start things off uh, the same way I always do. Um, kind of the 15 <laughs> second like elevator pitch, a little bit about you. Right. Okay. So yeah, so I'm a, I'm a radio broadcaster, but I have dove, I dove into the podcasting space um, right around 2005-ish around there. Uh, so let me give you the real elevator pitch. So I'm a podcaster, broadcaster, podcast producer, and I help other podcasters, podcasters, uh, podcast producers, and editors acquire the skills to develop in creative sound design as it relates to lead generation. So one of the things that we do in radio and we have perfected over the years is that we have developed um, the idea of theater of the mind with creative sound design. So anything you hear on traditional radio, it has some element of creativity to it, but it also uh, injects the call to action. Buy tickets here, or if you want more information there, um, get the free thing here. So that's really kind of where my wheelhouse, where I really know where to position myself in the space. Uh, I'm not so much... I mean, I'm very much into the tech itself, but I'm not so much the person that focuses on the tech because that can be something that paralyzes a lot of people before anything else. It's like, uh, like we were just talking about, you know, uh, when we do things live, you just kind of do them. And uh, the best way to do them, if you make a mistake, is that you just don't worry about it and you keep going forward. The show has to roll on. So <laughs> my main focus is helping po- 
podcasters learn those side elements, which I know are not a priority for podcasters, but they have to become a priority at some point in time eventually so that we can continue to get more leads because that would, that's what makes them more um, authoritative in their uh, their niche. I love it. I love it. Well, let's... Uh, I'd kind of like to get a, get an understanding of the genesis of this. Like, how did how did you get started in this space? Like, where did you end up? Like, what? Like, you started in radio, I guess. Right. So this goes back about twenty years ago, and uh, I was I had just graduated college, and I knew that I needed I wanted to be in radio. That was the thing back then. Radio. Everyone wanted to get in. Well, I don't know if everyone wanted to get into radio, but I knew I wanted to get in radio. Um, and I had gotten a degree from Arizona State University, uh, but it was an in, in interdisciplinary studies, but it was with an emphasis in broadcast journalism. I didn't really take too many courses in college as because I was in an interdisciplinary program, but I knew that I had to go in somewhere. So I started applying to radio stations around town and I landed a job, my first job um, in, at a rock station. And I worked there for about a year. And then um, that's kind of where it all was launched. Um, during that time, I ended up becoming and getting my master's degree in secondary education. So I was a high school English teacher for a couple of years as well. And then by 2005, I got a full-time job finally in radio. I was working two full-time jobs at the time. And then uh, I finally gave up teaching. And then I just went and transitioned into uh, radio itself. From that point forward, podcasting was such a brand new thing. It was so fresh for everyone. Um, No one knew exactly what it was about. They knew that it was kind of like radio, but really at the end of the day, it was guys like Adam Curry and my friends like Ivo Terra and uh, Chuck Tomas see these early, early podcasters who are basically sharing conversations through files to each other over the internet. And that's how it was. And when you, when you talk about the, this file sharing of audio, uh, it was really, I think, more for them. I mean, they probably can tell you best. I can't tell their story. But that was really kind of the genesis. It's like, oh, I got to get into podcasting. It's just the natural way to go with with radio. I mean, uh, you can say anything you want. You can cuss if you want. You can, you can get as any... You can do anything you wanted with podcasting because there was no FCC regulation that was behind it. And so I started jumping in and I started my very first podcast. I don't even remember the name of it back then, but I started with my buddy, Jimmy. And during that time, I was um, I, I started podcasting. I had learned from my friends like Evo Terra that, you know, you got to have a website. You got to be able to do this. You got to do all these things. And um, and I knew the, the, the audio portion of it all. I knew that very well. What I didn't know was the website portion. I didn't know how to develop, build all that stuff from the very beginning. So you're talking about, I threw my Myself directly into the fire of all of this. And I struggled with it for a few years. And then um, a few years later, probably about like in 2008, 2009, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I had started another podcast. It was a little more adult themed. Uh, it was called the 20 minute podcast with my buddy, Jimmy. And we, it was all comedy based. He did the comedy and I did all the transitions, the segues, all of that. But I still struggle with the idea of trying to figure out the website, the monetization model, all that, because that was still so fresh and new. No one knew anything about that. So I stepped back and I took a step back and I, I said, I've got to learn this stuff from the very beginning. And around the same time, and I believe the universe works in mysterious ways that are always for your benefit. Um, I had uh, a friend of mine, uh, he said, you got to 
check out this course with Creative Live. And I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, check it out. And it just so happened to be a course with Lewis Howes. Um, and it happened to be with uh, James Wedmore and Amy Porterfield. All I think uh, Amy's a, a Kajabi user. Uh, and it just, there was, this was like my introduction to real online sales. And I thought, this is kind of like what radio does, but no one ever broke it down. And until those guys broke it down in that course, that's when I started to put the pieces together and be like, okay, I need to do this for myself. So I started to do it. But then I discovered that I really loved teaching it as well. And my that 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 urge to always teach when I taught students, I always loved seeing the light bulb go off, go off. I always loved seeing them be like, oh, this is amazing. I don't know. I don't can't believe you. You taught me how to do this. And so I started teaching people how to do podcasting. I started teaching them how to sound design because people would say like, I want my podcast production to sound like yours. And so then I would show them and then they were always like mind blown. And then some of them picked up on it. Others did not want to pick up on it. They just wanted to, they, they focused on the money first before they focused on the art. And so uh, I don't know where they are. Uh, I haven't seen them, so I don't know. Uh, but all I know is that for me, it was more about the, the desire and the determination to teach people that there is this other side of podcasting that needs to be implemented. And I had been pre I've been preaching this for so many years and it hasn't really come to uh, the surface up until recently when Apple and Spotify and all these other uh, platforms have decided to go ahead and implement some form of monetization. And you know, before then it was really something that was um, done by saying, Hey, if you'd like to donate to our PayPal, donate to our PayPal, or we've got a Patreon, this is where you can do that. The one thing I had discovered though, was that all of that was so disconnected from your main source, which would be your website. So then I decided to go ahead and start developing programs on how to do this stuff, not only with sound design, but with websites. But I focused mostly with sound design and how to develop a podcast. And at that time, I went ahead and I went to a... Um, you know, Fast forward a few years later, I, I, I went to a Jeff Walker conference with my sister, who is also a Kajabi user as well. And um, there, uh, Shalene Johnson happened to be speaking. And she... You know, she was talking about you know how you know how she makes sales, all this, all the good good things that we all know about sales. And uh, Shalene is so great, you know. And, and at, at that time, I was really, really looking for that answer. And she sold me on her 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 program, the Marketing Impact Academy, and I got in on that. And at the time, she had gotten me on Kajabi, so I wasn't exactly a founder of Kajabi, but I was like just after the founders, and it was when Kajabi was still like a a platform for uh, membership, just or just courses itself. It had not evolved into what we see it as today. So uh, from that point forward, I really dove into Kajabi and I started developing courses and following her philosophy and method to developing my own courses um, and, and developing all these other pieces to build an email list and to utilize podcasting or YouTube or your blog, whatever the plot, whatever the means of distribution may be, it was always going to be that I needed something that was going to collect email addresses because I would be able to uh, harness that data or those people into you know possibly getting into something that they may be interested in with podcasting. And so that's really kind of... I don't know if that was the short version or the long version, but all I know is that that's the story and that's where it took me. And, and where I am today is that I, it has... you know We can get into it, I'm sure, later, but it has, it's evolved for me. And I believe that there's an, a natural evolution that always happens within your business because you are always trying to meet the marketplace where it needs to be. So that's that's kind of my story. I love it. Yeah. that's that's I think a common thing amongst everyone I talk to is this this very natural evolution and progression of how a business develops. Uh, rarely is it a situation to where you just, you know, you come up with the idea, you come to the table, and then it's all just success after that. There's always a journey. So right. I guess kind of speaking of that that journey, uh, we oftentimes we, we 
go into like what are some of the kind of the hurdles, the challenges, the roadblocks? Like like what are some of the things that you faced when uh, you know kind of I guess getting set up or, or getting this process uh, built out? Yeah, I mean, are we? Would you? Are you talking like specifically just in the big journey of the the business or Kajabi or? I want to I want to say the business, like the business of getting up and running. Yeah, I think the the, the biggest hurdle for me was the money. Um, you know, I, I I would say that the money has always been a hard thing for me because um, there is definitely a cap where I am as far as what I do for a, a daytime job. And there's always a cap. Sure. Um, but I believe that it had to be a shift in mindset. And that's one thing... Like I just recently did a survey with my email list and I asked them what is one thing that is keeping them from doing the things. They say, it's money. And so when I first started out, it was the exact same thing. And I think the mindset of getting set up with my business was that I was going to have to actually step up and do some extra things, do some extra work uh, based around the knowledge that I had that I can help that will help bring some in, bring in some of that income that will help me uh, purchase, you know, the tools that I need, purchase, uh, you know, the editing software, purchase whatever it may be in order to take myself to the next level. And what I have found is interesting, and I think about this quite often, is that when I go in and I think about the beginning journey, every stage of my life up to that point has always been an upgrade. I've always upgraded into something better. So whether that be I need the money to get the website to come off of uh, another website platform and get onto a Kajabi, or I need to do this, I would do consulting jobs here on the side, and I, you know, and I'd say like, hey, look, this is what it costs. It may be three hundred bucks an hour, but someone values my time that much, and I would say, okay, well, this is what it is. We're gonna sit and meet at a coffee shop, and I will break down all of these things for you. Then I think a lot of the challenges were like, well, I didn't have um, the guides set up because what I was talking about was the same exact things about podcasting over and over and over. And I did not want to be repeating myself over and over and over. But instead, I would rather facilitate the conversation based around the conversations that we were having in the consultation meetings. And then I would say, okay, here are some guides that you could use. And then they would take that and they would go and they'd use it. And I've seen podcasters use that. And then I started saying, thinking to myself, okay, well, these guides obviously are <laughs> their lead magnets and I can just give these away for free You know, if that's the case, if someone really wants this information. So for me, it was about finding the time and the money to take myself to the next level. Um, as far as the technical difficulties and the hurdles that I had to come o- overcome, you know, uh, I don't know if it's okay if I say it here, but I mean, I was on WordPress before I was on this uh, on on Kajabi. And what? And don't get me wrong, WordPress is is a great platform to start on. Although I think it is a little much for people, and uh, it, it you have to deal with so many different technical issues: setting up the website hosting, setting up where it's pointing, getting the theme, get you know, all these things. And I did not realize existed with uh, with getting a WordPress site. And when I, I transitioned over to Kajabi, it was very basic at its core in the beginning. Then a couple of years ago, the company really took itself to the next level and said, now, no, this is not only now a, a website where it houses your courses. It's now a full-blown website with email marketing and with landing pages and all that. And that comes back to the money piece. It was like, you know, I had to get a separate API, a separate software for landing pages. I had to get a separate software for email. I had to get all these separate softwares and then connect the API to the WordPress and hope that the API was connecting right with WordPress. And then if it broke, I didn't know if it was breaking, I would be losing leads. So those were all these hurdles that I had that did not exist inside when I jumped into Kajabi. So the moment... And I know it's like a big commercial for Kajabi for me, but uh, like I'm a, I'm a total fanboy because it, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. And that is the philosophy that we work in radio. That's how we work in radio. It's like work smarter, not harder. Prepare yourself for what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, when you're going to say it, and uh, make sure that it's um, it's as accurate accurate as it can be. And 
I took that philosophy directly into building my website, building out podcasts, building everything out, and it seemed to work. And I just kept going with that. And I continue to go with that. And I believe, you know, preparation is obviously the, the biggest key to success, you know, but the one thing that I think is that, you know, you know, I don't wish, you know, I didn't, w- I wanted it to be easier, but I needed to become better is what it was. And I had to learn over and over and over. And I became so good at it that I now know the podcasting piece. I know how the editing piece goes. I know how the website piece goes. I know how the email, I know every part of my business that the moment that I decide to transition over into having uh, and hiring someone onto uh, my own team, uh, that if they do something, I'm like, well, I know exactly what you can do. Here's how we can do that. And I can still teach them and how to do those pieces on my website or on podcasting. So there are definitely hurdles that you'll have to overcome. But I think that's part of the journey, regardless of where anyone is. There is some hurdle that you always have to overcome and you have to fail at it. You have to trip over it. You have to make it look as good as you can. And you know, coming back to the very beginning of this conversation, regardless of what we do in radio, we try to make it as best as we can. But if we make a mistake, we roll with it because things in real time, people don't even remember what you said uh, You know, in real time. Some will. Some will be like, oh, I remember six years ago, you said this and you made a mistake. I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. You know, <laughs> I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so you don't like, I don't worry about those things because those are things that paralyze podcasters, business owners, website developers. Those are like, it's the minutia that you shouldn't have to worry about, but you should be always learning. I love it. Well, uh, so you've been on Kajabi for quite a while. Uh, did you ever anticipate that we would actually have a podcasting feature on the platform? You know, I had hoped. I had hoped. <laughs> I bet. Uh, I would sit in here and I would curse myself and say like, I wish they had... No, I'm kidding. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, that I knew that it was kind of a direction that Kajabi was going to be going because I had seen... I, I see all the development updates. Um, I saw... I saw. I can't remember what this last development update was, but I knew that once you had... Once the, the company had started implementing email marketing and they had started implementing uh, landing pages, and I, it was an all-in-one platform. And I've been there for just about every little launch that you guys have done. And I was like, man, it would be really cool if they did something that had to do with podcasting because an all-in-one with podcasting would be the world for me. Because the way podcasting currently is, is that you typically record the podcast like we're doing, and then you would have to go to a separate hosting site. You would have to go through whether it be Libsyn or Blueberry or whoever it may be. And then you're uploading to a separate site. And then once you're doing that, then it's still disconnected from your main website. And I didn't like that idea. But as podcasting has evolved, we now see the uh, implementation of uh, monetization. And you're starting to see more about... uh, Instead of saying, subscribe to the podcast, you're saying, follow the podcast. But if you want to subscribe to the podcast, it's all in the semantic positioning of the word. Subscribe means that, yeah, there is going to be an exchange of money for content. And so we're now seeing all of this happen. And when Kajabi implemented this uh, part of podcasting onto the platform where they are now a podcasting host that have integrated the hosting along with the offerings, uh, the offering features of Kajabi. I was like, oh, I'm sold. Like, I'm like, this is like a no brainer to me. Like, I, it makes so much sense because at that time and leading up to that, I had been looking at other platforms that had done something similar, but it was still disconnected. And the fees were like, it would be like, oh, we're going to be taking 50 cents of every dollar out of every uh, purchase that you get. And I was like, well, that's not worth it to me because then that's basically doing it for free. I realized that there is a cost of doing business when you are talking about fees and you're you're charging for paid podcasts. And I knew that once I was implementing... if When I implement something in Kajabi, that the service fees would not be outrageous and it would allow me to develop 
develop better content. Um, not only would I be able to create free content that can serve as marketing material to create and generate leads, but I can also funnel, funnel them directly into a paid podcast that um, is directly connected to my uh, you know my bank account. It's not you know I'm paying the service fees of the the fees that is the cost of doing business, but it's not robbing me. And that's the way I looked at it. And I was like, this is brilliant. I love that this exists with Kajabi. Yes. So you are, I believe you're doing this all on Kajabi now. Is that correct? Oh yeah. I moved directly over. (laughs) I was like, once I saw that, I was like, oh, we're moving this over. We're moving this over. Regardless if it's like, there's parts of it that are in beta, knowing Kajabi, knowing what you guys do and knowing that there are developers that are always working on this, you know, it will always improve. And I know that the improvements will come. I'm a patient man. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not like a purist podcast because there are some like, Oh, I need this statistic immediately and all that. I don't use, I don't, I'm not like that. I know. And I expect that there is a growth process that comes with the, the, pro, the platform. And I understand that when Kajabi puts their heart into what they're doing, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm such a fan of Kajabi. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It is going to improve a hundred percent every single time because my website is improved. My emails improve my, my lead generation improves. Everything improves. The the landing pages have improved. I mean, everything is improved. So when it comes to podcasting, I cannot wait to see what continues to be implemented. For sure. Well, for all of the people who are tuned, turned in live, as well as all of the people who are listening to the recording of this, uh, as as a podcasting expert, like what advice do you have for everyone here? You know, to get kind of get their podcast uh, off the ground. Yeah. So there are some things that you can start with. Typically, most people are always looking at you know what equipment do I buy and that's you know always the question that you get what, what what's the best equipment that you get and this has evolved over the years so it doesn't have to be you know a, you know you don't have to have a mixing board like I do I recommend that you do because it does have higher quality sound and you can do a lot more with it but you can just start simply simply with a blue yeti microphone or some type of USB microphone um, I believe sure has a microphone that you can go ahead and grab and plugs into your computer and you can start with zoom and you can start with that microphone but I think when it comes down to what you need to start with. I think you need to start with what is not number one, what is your objective? What is the market that you're trying to serve? But also there is also like a sub objective. What is your true objective of your podcast? And I bring this up because, and I don't want this to paralyze podcasters, but it is the most important thing that I think podcasters miss the mark on is that they don't know what the objective of the podcast is in terms of what is the end game? What is the bottom line? What are we trying to achieve with that? So, you know, for years, it's always been, I just want to get downloads. And it's like, okay, but what do downloads do? Will they get me sponsors? Okay. So let me start there. Let me start there. Getting sponsors typically requires you to constantly be renewing a sponsor. And that's where radio has come into play for me and and, into podcasting. That's where the world's merged. And it was like, if you get a sponsor, it's your responsibility to not only be a, a great presenter, have great content, but you have to constantly be renewing the contract on a sponsor. And then they hear that and then they kind of go, oh, okay, you know, that's fine. Maybe I can get a sponsor. But I don't think people realize that's more work. That's a lot more work as opposed to developing and building content that is valuable, that is entertaining, and that can uh, bring not only joy to someone else's world, but appreciation for your program. Because still to this day, someone can, you can say, hey, if you're looking to get better content and more, uh, you know, more access to me or whatever it may be, head to my website, you know, it could be whatever your website may be. And then there could be those offerings to, you know, donate.
donate back in the day. It was donate to your PayPal. Now with Kajabi and with Apple Podcasts and all these different ones, you can all set your price, what you want it to be. And people can gain that access to you now by getting commercial free podcasts to getting additional 30 minutes of a podcast to getting all these other things that uh, you could do. So I would say in the beginning, start with getting, you start with getting some simple, simple um, equipment. Just get a Blue Yeti microphone or a Shure USB microphone, know your objective and write out, write out at least 10 to 15 topics that you can talk about. And if you have 10 to 15 topics, those would be your weekly podcast that you can talk about 30 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. You can, you can bring in a guest. You can do whatever you want, but bring those in and start developing and bringing in your knowledge into the niche and start recording it and publishing it. Don't worry about the production side of it in the beginning. Just start in the beginning. And then what you can do as you evolve, you will evolve. You will want better production. You'll hear how uh, popular podcasters are doing it. You don't have to be a Joe Rogan. You don't have to be a Mark Marin, but you can definitely start developing your craft. And like I said before, um, don't, ma- don't wish it were easy. Just become better in presenting. Become a better presenter so that you don't have to edit so much on the cutting room floor. The big problem with a lot of podcasters is like, I worry about saying um and uh a lot. And that's just, a, that's a non-issue in radio. We're like, yeah, whatever. It's not a, it's not a big deal to us. You know, we don't worry about those things. Uh, removing ums and uhs is more audiobook style than anything else. Uh, when you're talking one-on-one with someone on an Instagram live or on a podcast, it's a natural conversation. And some people are going to have filler words, just become a better presenter. That's all it is. So back to your initial, what do they need? Equipment, microphone, Zoom, have your objective, write out um, 15 topics that you can talk about. And then if you want to develop this and build this into your business, whether you're a Kajabi user or not, get into some type of hosting. Kajabi already has the hosting, but there's other hosting providers out there. Kajabi for me will just make it easier to when I develop those offerings. And then you can kind of get started from there. And then you'll know what your market wants. You'll know when you ask them. Okay. So I'm curious, just from your perspective, do you see the podcast as a a tool to directly monetize? Do you see this as a good lead generation strategy? Like, How do you think about podcasts or maybe all of the above? Yeah. It, it just depends on your objective. That's why I say, do, what is your objective with this? So, so uh, you know, I did this survey a few days ago and I asked them this very question, what, what is the main objective of your podcast? And the answers varied. Some wanted strict downloads. Some wanted to monetize directly off of the podcast through a subscription process. Um, a lot of them wanted to use it as a marketing tool. That's what they wanted to use it as. And uh, I think that's great. I think it's perfect because not everyone wants to monetize and use their podcast as a subscription-based model. They do want to use it though as generating leads because creating and building a podcast and developing themselves as the authority in the niche will allow them to uh, get you know get leads you know however they they direct them in the podcast. Say you know go to our website, uh, go to this page, go to this wait list, uh, connect with me on a on a, a consultation call. Go here. So it really kind of all depends on what your objective is. That's why I say it's very important to know what your objective is. If it's downloads, you need to then you're focusing on downloads and sponsorships. If it's direct leads and marketing, um, then focus on trying to get those leads. If it's just strict marketing, then just focus on you know how you can add value into someone else's life. Maybe you're a dentist and you're talking about different ways the plaque gets on the gum, and you know that this maybe can be a three series podcast, and eventually maybe it leads to some calls to the office. And that's what it could be. That's all it is. And maybe that wants you to get your teeth cleaned more often. I don't know what it could be, but it can serve certainly as a marketing tool. 
goals. So just know what your objective is. I even have it written down on my whiteboard here. I have uh, uh, five five reasons or five ways you could uh, what your objective may be. It could be to monetize strictly. It could be use it as a marketing tool strictly to entertain uh, for lead generation and then or build a dedicated community. Okay, I have a feeling you have a strong opinion on this one. Uh, but why podcasting uh, over you know any of the other several tools or, or ways you could start your business? You know, uh, I I don't have like a I wouldn't say it's like a strong opinion. I believe you put your efforts where you need or where they match with you most. You know, uh, for me, I have gained a lot of my leads, believe it or not, from YouTube. Now I know this is not a YouTube thing, but you know, YouTube being the second largest search engine, I was like, well, I'm showing people how to do things on podcasting, so I need to show them this. Then when it came down to the philosophy, then I was like, I need to come in and teach them the philosophy. So through teaching, through passive listening, in some sense, when you're using podcasting, though, and it still applies to whatever platform you're using when you're using podcasting and you're uploading into a Kajabi or wherever you're uploading it to, you still have to place in uh, words that Google and, and search engines will, will latch onto. So it's just not recording a podcast and then putting it up there and wishing and praying for rain. It's actually doing the work because what we're doing is we are developing and building more and more um, awareness to our podcast. And I think what we see with podcasting is that it is so intimate with how we get we get involved with the guest. We get we get to know the guest on a deeper level versus say a YouTube video where my YouTube videos are anywhere between seven to 10 minutes, but they don't know who I am. They don't know that I suffer from sciatica and I do yoga so I can alleviate it. They don't get that. And you get that with a podcast. You learn more about the host. You learn more about those people, but it serves so many different purposes that you also develop and, and, and people learn that you are the person who knows most about this area and topic of expertise. And I think with podcasting, uh, you can you can develop and harness that platform any way that you want. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think what it comes down to is that you are uh, you are connecting one on one with someone in their ear, and they are knowing not necessarily the most intimate details of uh, your life, but they feel as though that you're their friend, and so they tell their friends about you, and their friends tell their friends about you, and that's how you develop and grow. Excuse me, grow an audience and grow a pod, uh, grow uh, grow a podcast audience. But there are other many. There are different ways. There are the technical ways, and then there are the natural, organic ways. Word of mouth that gets out there, and I think I love that idea because this is all comes back to radio. It comes back to radio uh, for the twenty years that I have been doing this. There is a connection that I have with my listeners, and they understand that when I share something on social, that that's who I am. And then when they hear me on the radio, they get who I am on the radio and online as well. So you have it's like this synergy that you you start to develop and build. And so that's what I really like about podcasting. Very cool. Um, well, uh, I want to be selfish for a minute. Since you are uh, truly an expert in this area, let's let's just talk about the Kajabi Edge podcast for a moment. Like, uh, have a moment of inception. Like, what is... You, you, you mentioned you've listened, so I love this. Like, tell me, like, what are some of your thoughts? Like, how can we, how can we take it to the next level? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. It's it depends on the objective of what the Kajabi podcast wants to do. I have heard that, you know, there is a post roll ad for hey, if you want a consultation call or meet, you know, meet uh with one of our consul our experts, um, you know, reach out to us, things like that. Um, you know, it really is all gonna depend. I mean, I know that for me, uh, when I have tested these out for myself, some listeners sometimes don't like too many commercials. Maybe they do like commercials, maybe you know, it just all depends. Um if 
if you were to do something that is strategic within within Kajabi, the way I would look at it is, you know, uh, you know, like in your pre-roll, you guys have a great pre-roll. It's like, hey, you have a pre-roll that tells people exactly what they're going to get. Now, what do we expect when people listen? Do they, we expect them to listen to that pre-roll for the 10 to 15 seconds that you're talking about that? Or do we expect them to fast forward through that? So we have to be very conscious of where we are putting those placements of what our self-promotion will be looking like. Looking like. And, um, you know, there was years ago, and I think this podcast still exists. There's a podcast called Marketing Over Coffee. These guys are great. And, um, you know, they would they, they knew exactly where the call to action placement would be uh, non-evasive within the podcast itself. And so I think something that Kajabi can do is that not only is someone that you're interviewing a Kajabi user, but there could be maybe an offer that you could be so non-evasive with in the podcast itself by saying like, okay, well, Shannon, uh, you have had Kajabi for quite some time and tell us about your experience with it. And I give you my experience about that. And then a non-evasive call to action would be like, oh yeah. And you know, if people didn't know, uh, they can schedule a call with our experts, our team of experts who will walk you through all these. And then you give a 10 to 15 second ad that sounds nothing like an ad. And then you just keep going with the interview. And that's all <laughs> non-evasive. I love it. And you just did that for us right here uh, in real time. <laughs> I'm editing it out of your recording. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's cool. So uh, I'd love to kind of get an idea of what has changed for you as a result of this journey. How is your life different? Um, I don't know like how much you want to talk about like kind of where you're at today versus where you started. Uh, like I just I want to give the listeners a feel for for what their life could look like. Yeah, you know this is this always inspires me. In fact, I got chills on my arms think not thinking about it. Uh, you know, depending on where someone is in their journey, and my journey um, has you know, and the way things are different now. Uh, you know, I had moved into this condo complex in um, uh, five years ago. Um, I really didn't have a plan set in place, and I was filled with a lot of worry. And I was like, am I am I going to be able to afford this place on my salary? And how can I just start leveraging all these things? And I, I just knew that one thing that needed to happen is that I needed to change my mindset. And when I went in and I was in the beginning trying to monetize online, but everything was just so disconnected. And when Kajabi came around and I had the right teachings, the mindset started to shift. And I was able to say to myself, okay, if I build out you know a white paper of some sort telling people, this is exactly what you need to get. And start selling it, then that can be money that is basically it's a consultation, a very cheap consultation. Someone is DIYing it themselves, but it is helping benefit me and upgrading my own life. So in, I look at this office and I look about how I look at how the things have changed. Like this office did not look the way it looks. I mean, I'm not sure if you can see, but there's, you know, there I, I finally invested in uh soundproofing. I have gotten ring lights because I have made the efforts to go forward, move forward, and have the courage to say, I'm going to sell this free thing that's going to help someone, whether it be $15, whether it be $25, whether that be you know $50, whatever it may be, because I know I'm helping someone out. And I think that's where I was stuck for a long time. I was stuck with like, I don't have the money to do this. And when I think back and I look at it, I just took a step forward. I took the step forward. It was like, you know, there's people who are making billions of dollars because they just took a step forward. That's all it was. And for me, it was like, it doesn't matter how, how big the step is. I'm just taking the step forward. And when I, I took the step forward to start selling little PDF ghost offers on Kajabi, then that resulted in $6,000. Like, you know, I was like, Oh my, I mean, I've made $6,000 off of something so simple that it has benefited someone else's life. And so that's what inspires me and keeps me moving forward. And that's what makes me go. If I can keep, if I can keep doing this, who's to say what next year will look like? Who's to say what consultations I could get next year? Who's to say what courses someone can buy? Because I'm 
enriching someone else's life based off the knowledge that I've had over the last 20 years. And I've had to get out of my own way. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, have been, I have dove into a lot of uh, self-help books. I've listened to, you know, Jim Rohn and I've read books by Jen Sincero and, 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 and getting set with my own mindset about what money looks like where I, I before I looked at money as like, ah, it, I don't want to talk about money. You know, it, it's, it's, it's taboo versus me saying, okay, my relationship with money has to improve for my life to improve. And that has certainly changed. I've just, you know, I'm re- I'm closing on a refinance of my place tomorrow. Uh, you know, I I've got money to buy brand new computers. Now, these are all things that have changed dramatically for me. My sister has seen it, you know, like I mentioned before, she's a Kajabi user. Kajabi has, you know, helped her out with what she does in her business. And so I look at it and I say, if I had not taken those steps, I would still be lying in my bed, miserable, depressed, scrolling endlessly on my iPhone, uh, wishing that something better was be, would be happening. And I think that's where you have to take yourself. You have to, you have to look in the mirror and you have to be honest with yourself when you say, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? And how can I enrich someone else's life? I, I know we always use, how can I serve someone else's life or how can I serve someone else? But I think I always look at it as like, how can I enrich it? And I take that philosophy, philosophy directly from radio because you're all about enriching someone else's life through music. And we all connect with music. But when you connect with music, you can also connect with words. Hey, I remember when I was 15 and I heard that song on the radio and I was out in the middle of the hills. And that song was the exact time when my friend Kevin got on a rope, swung on a tree and circled back and hit the tree. You know, I mean, you connect with people that way. And those those are ways we enrich other people's lives. And so I want to be able to do that while I can help myself develop and build my own life out. Uh, that is that is incredible. I guess uh, what I'd like to do now, I mean, I imagine there's several people that are here on the live as well as people who are listening to the recording who are very interested in learning a little bit more about you, your offering. Uh, how how should they find you? <laughs> yeah, you can go to uh, uh, theshanman.com. I have all my offerings up there. In fact, I'm preparing and uh, I, this, I got this idea directly from one of your previous guests. I can't remember her name exactly, but I have communicated with her. She did the obedience school. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. And, and- um, oh, man. Who is the BS? I forget was... her name, but <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot. Um... No, it's all good. No, it's all good. But I mean, she knows who I, she knows who she is, and I I have been inspired. I was inspired by that podcast when you interviewed her, and she talked about building a membership, and I'm building a membership out right now for that spe- because of that specific podcast. And so, uh, so you can reach out to me. Uh, I have a short link actually. It's shanman.tips/waitlist. So shanman.tips s h a n m a n dot t i p slash waitlist is all one word. And that'll get you on the way. I, I love that you mentioned that because I, I tell you, that's how I feel every single time that I'm interviewing a guest. Like I, I want to walk away and do something as a result of this because <laughs> there's always so many little things that you pick up uh, from each one of these interviews. Like it's it takes everything within me not to just go start a new business every time I hear another <laughs> or I interview another person. Like now it's podcasting, training the last time, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad that that's resonating. So... Um, well, again, we're here for International Podcast Day live. We're going to do something a little bit different. Traditionally, we'd be kind of be ending the show here, but like we're going to try to do this together. If you're willing to hang on with me, Shannon, here, okay. uh, we've got a couple questions that have popped in. Um, I think I'm really going to need your help answering this, so you can't <laughs> leave yet. Um, we're also going to be giving away a starter set uh, for podcasters, including that Blue Yeti microphone that you mentioned a couple times. So, right. Um, but I want to get started, kind of with the the questions that have popped in. Just a couple of them. Uh, this one came in from All Things.
solo. Uh, the question is, been thinking of starting a podcast, but I've been feeling uncomfortable to talk on the mic as a non-native English speaker. I speak fluent English, but have an accent. How do I overcome it? Yeah, that's always a, that. I just got a survey answer on that. That was one of their fears. And, uh, you know, I would say that um, we have to remember that uh, your audience is going to uh, understand and appreciate who you are. You have to be authentic. I mean, that we, we throw that word around so much authentic, authentic, but if you're not true to yourself about what you are trying to achieve and accomplish, you shouldn't have to worry about other people thinking that you sound stupid. Like that's what they say. That's the words that they say. I think I sound stupid and no one sounds stupid. No one's, you know, I would say this. And if I were to encourage someone else, uh, people who are going to make fun of you, if you, if you feel that they're going to be trolling you, just remember, you know, two languages, they likely know one, you know, you know, two languages. And if you know, two languages, you're doing, you are eons and light years ahead of everyone else. So you prove yourself as being a consistent and constant learner and, and you're educating yourself to become better. That's what I would say. So I wouldn't be afraid to start that podcast. And I would, you know, I would not make, I would not make it uh, the primary, uh, I guess, crutch for your podcast. I would say that uh, that is probably your biggest strength because you are inspiring other people to do, to do these things. You know, I've had people who reached out to me say like, Oh, my Gaelic is so strong that people don't understand me. And then I said, you just gotta, you just gotta move forward and educate yourself. I mean, depending on the, on the accent and depending on what you're delivering, I know one thing for sure is that when you're delivering value through a podcast and people just don't even worry about the accent, they're like, that guy knows his stuff. She knows her stuff. That's the way I look at it. I love that answer. That is, that is great. Like that completely resonates. Uh, I know just speaking for myself for a moment of authenticity here, like I, I, I guess I probably have an accent to someone. I know I, I guarantee you, if you're coming from the South, I sound like I have an accent. We all have some type of accent to someone, first of all. And I think everyone is going to feel some sense of nerves uh, associated with putting yourself out there. Like that's really what you're doing in the end is you're putting yourself out there just like we're doing today. Both of us, we're doing this live. Like we could have anything could happen. Thankfully, nothing has happened, but like, you know, yeah. a bottle could have fell over or my computer could have died. The battery could have died. Here's anything could happen. Here's a real quick story and example. So a couple of years ago, there was a band that came through town and we were doing this big festival for concerts for the radio station. And the radio station asked me to do um, a stage announcement for uh, the the headlining band. And I was like, yeah, sure. So in between the set change, I had to go up there and the band that had played before uh, the headlining act, uh, they were called Fever 333. But uh, their previous band was uh, a different band name. And so I went up and I started trying to get the crowd all riled up and I'm like getting everyone to yell. And then I say, uh, I say the wrong band's name that's uh, that had just played. I didn't even say it was Fever 333. I say the wrong band name because my mind was other in other places. And then I come off stage and people are like, you realize you said the wrong name, right? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just said it to 30,000 people. I don't think they, I think they're going to look at me like, yeah, he's, he made a mistake, whatever. And then people made mention of it. I was like, well, the, and, and I think the moral, moral of the story is, is like, I, I went up and I said, Hey, I tried, I yeah. tried and I made a mistake and I'm only human. Exactly. Yeah. If you can make that, that mistake in front of a live audience in front of 30 plus thousand people, like, I mean, you can edit it out of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, well, we got another one for you here. This one comes from the finance 
Rebel. Uh, their question was, how do you become a better presenter? You know, that's a good question that I get asked all the time. And uh, there is no magic bullet, no magic pill, no nothing that's going to do it. Uh, this ultimately comes down to the fact that you need to practice. And by practicing, you just need to podcast and become a better presenter. So like I keep saying in this podcast, you know, don't wish it were easier. Just wish you were better and practice at it and become a better person. That's a Jim Rohn quote. And I've taken that every day into my life. Just wish you were better. And if I were better at something, if I become a better presenter, it, it takes my time out of the editing room to say it, it saves me time out of the editing room so I can focus on my business. So becoming a better presenter and knowing what I'm doing requires me doing my show prep, research, writing down notes. Um, I actually encourage podcasters to not read from a script. Like, you know, we you and I are just having a natural, organic, flowing conversation. As a presenter, just have a little bullet point notes. What are you going to talk about first? What are you going to talk about second? How are you going to introduce your guest? How are you going to transition into your call to action? You know, what are you going to be promoting? So the more you start to do that, the better you get at it. And you have to be very conscious of not going on autopilot. So when you get on autopilot, then you hear hear it in these podcasts, they're just like, oh, get our download, no, you know, get our download. And then of course you can go to our website. And then you know, it just becomes routine. That's where people just tune out. If you can become a better presenter by learning how to navigate your own speech patterns, then you become a better presenter. So it's just practice and you don't worry about what everyone else thinks. Become better. Listen to people who do it great and try to uh, try try to uh, do what they're modeling and inject part of what your personality is all about because that's what makes you you. You can't be a Joe Rogan, but you could be taking some pieces and parts from other uh, podcasters that make your style your own. I mean, if you take this directly from uh, the music industry world, bands like Metallica. Bands like Metallica were influenced heavily by the new wave of British heavy metal bands. And that's where their style comes from. Metallica was just not an original style. Their style came from someone else. And then now their style has influenced other bands that have come after them. Sure. Yeah, I'll weigh in on this one just a tiny bit. Uh, funny, like kind of, we'll call this one a pandemic uh, story. Okay. Uh, natural. I, I believe it or not, you probably believe it. I am not natural behind the mic or in front of the camera. And towards the kind of the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we, you know, Kajabi, I'm actually right here live in our headquarters right now. Uh, we were very, very office centric. All of our communications happened in person, one on one, like we were talking face to face. Well, like everyone else, we all left the office. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, I realized, hey, I'm going to need to actually start talking to my team and I'm going to need to do something <laughs> a little bit more engaging. Like we're not going to be in the same room so they don't get like the the face-to-face dynamic. So yeah. I said, well, I'm going to record just a weekly update, five minutes. Um, we'll see how this goes. I don't love this, but like I'm going to do it because we need to have something for people to interface with. Well, yeah. fast forward, here we are a year and a half, almost two years later. I now have done this, what, 72 times once a week or so <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> like I can guarantee you if you rewind and look at the first one versus where I'm at today, like just doing this, like yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, uh, the presenter that I was back then uh, certainly was a much different story than what I, at least my comfort level and my confidence, all of those things have increased at, at bare minimum. So, yeah, yeah. I think it goes with just about anything. I mean, pandemic story on my side, not even re- dealing with podcasting is that the beginning of the podcast or the, the uh, pot pandemic, I sprained my ankle and I was going to the gym every day and I was like, just, you know, going through the motions. And then when I sprained my ankle, I had to figure out a way to exercise. And I was like, I am not doing yoga whatsoever. That's a big <laughs> thing whatsoever. <laughs> 
then I got into yoga and it turned out that six months into the pandemic, I realized, oh, this is basically rehab on my ankle. And this is now what I do every day. You know, so That's it's awesome. just practice. It's just practice every day. Yeah. To become a better presenter is practice. Yep. Um, looks like you got one more down here. And this one is, what is your advice to someone who has an idea for a podcast, but doesn't know where to start? The idea for a podcast, but doesn't know where to start. Uh, you need, I, I would say that in that circumstance, uh, you know, figure out which equipment that you need to get. What, what, what is the mo- the most of delivery that you're going to be using. So if you, you can start with Zoom or if you can start with StreamYard, you can start with Restream. And you know those, some of those are paid services. But if you could just start somewhere with a microphone, uh, your uh, your recording platform, you don't have to be using like Adobe Audition like I do. Start there. And then with your topic itself, I, like I said earlier, I would start coming up with... <clears throat> this is kind of like a... This is a hack that I learned when I was doing stuff on YouTube is that uh, you go into YouTube and you start looking up terms that people would be looking for inside of YouTube. And you say like, okay, uh, I want to learn how to re-roof my house. How do you re... You know, so I would go into YouTube or Google and I'd write in uh, how to re-roof a house. And then I would look it up. And if that exact key ter- keyword term didn't exist, then I would write that topic down. And then I knew that I could talk about subtopics within that main topic area. So what would happen is that I would use that topic, title my podcast that, and then... Or my YouTube you know, video or whatever it may have been. And then that gets into by Google, you know, people start searching it inside of Apple Podcasts. They start searching it in in, in uh, Spotify and u- utilizing your show notes. And I would just start doing that. I would start looking up these topics in Google and then see what subtopics you can talk about. And you can always play off what the previous episode talked about. So you can say like how to re-roof a house, and then you start talking about subtopics in there. And then you could uh, you can front sell or foreshadow um, that you want to talk about. Okay, well, what if there's trees in the middle uh, on top of the house? How do we remove the tree limbs? And then you can go ahead and go how to remove tree limbs using these five, top five tools. And then you can go into that and you can always play off the previous episode if you want. I'm having one of those moments where I want to go start a business and do so, try this now. We've got one for this episode now. I love it. Uh, with that said, man, thank you, Shannon. I think this has been... I mean, first of all, we've made a mark in history. This is our first live <laughs> podcast. And I don't think I don't think we had any issues. Like We had no, nothing go wrong, um, no, which is no, cool. No, we, um, we just have, we have a few minutes left. So we, we got to give some room for no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> for some type well, of mistake <laughs> yeah some something was bound to happen well but we didn't we we overcame right. and uh, a huge thank you to everyone listening who joined us live uh big shout out to all of you guys it's been fun watching you pop up uh seeing all of your emojis pop up on the side commenting asking questions uh this has been an absolute blast for me um i hope it's been the same for you shannon yeah it's been great i i, I was honored to be asked to do this i didn't even i didn't even think i was ever going to be asked. So I'm like, oh, it was like a, a squealing moment when I got the email. <laughs> oh boy. No, we are thrilled to have, have you on here. So well, for everyone who isn't familiar with it, of course, you can always check out more and more episodes. They're not all live. Normally they're recorded, but just check us out at kajabi.com slash edge. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com slash E-D-G-E. Um, of course, the podcast is also available uh, on all of the traditional platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. So check it out. Uh, we're also going to be posting this episode on Instagram tomorrow, the recording. So 
if you didn't get to see the whole show or you you know you missed a part of it you're going to be able to check out the full recording so with that said i think that's all we have for everyone this week uh, uh thank you again shannon for joining us no thank you and thank everyone i want to thank everyone for jumping in and and um and, and being a part of this this is like this is the first time i actually done something on instagram live as far as a podcast recording is concerned so it's very cool to do this with you and test it out with you guys but uh, everyone who's been in here uh, thank you so much yes thanks again for everyone who joined us uh we really appreciate it and of course stay tuned on instagram as well as check us out at kajabi.com slash edge to see previous episodes of the podcast as well as kind of stay up to date with all the new episodes coming out uh with that said um i guess we will see yeah we'll see you later shannon as well as see everyone else on the podcast take care bye everyone 